Alright, much like Justin Roiland DMing an underage fan, we are also coming at you too soon. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. <laughs> and my name's Can't Believe That Wasn't a Written John. And together we're Henry and John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings at their zeitgeist in order to save the internet from creepy men DMing you. Yes, we we are on a mission clack clack against all reply guys i really hope the clack clack was lined up with me snapping into a beverage it was pretty close uh you know not a gun sound i don't want to get in trouble but you know uh reply guys out there people who people who dm things like beautiful nipples princess clack clack Was that a question mark at the end? There was like a, t- a, a, a tilting, a lifting, a lilting uh, little inflection there. I'm just saying, to those people, clack clack. It is time to clack clack against all of the weird DMing people. All of the weird comments you see on the TikTok comments, which n- no one, no one go to TikTok comics, please. The, <laughs> the, the comments on TikTok, I gotta say, as someone who's like not totally on board for where content is going which isn't to say that i don't like endorse it it's just it's slipping through my grasp as happens to everyone who's like getting older uh the tiktok comments are are incredible uh i i forget which one i saw but they're like they were talking about a celebrity and the comment was like they use they them pronouns now now to which someone replied where did you hear that and they replied in a dream (laughs) (laughs) uh we used to say that uh we used to say that youtube comics were like the worst you know representation of humanity but from what I've seen of TikTok comments, I feel like we've got a new low. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's getting worse. It's getting uh, more bullying and inscrutable and bullying in, in inscrutable ways. Like uh, people just comment like buccal fat <laughs> under a TikTok video. I'm like, what's buccal fat? It seems mean that you said that, but I don't know what you mean. Yeah, and there's... There's not there's not a few comments on predominantly women creators about that just say like random colors that might pertain to like body parts that it's just like we need to cut that shit out right yeah, now. We need to uh change that. That Please. is weird. Let's why who cares? Uh, well, speaking of the exact thing we're talking about, uh, we don't need to talk about this for a, uh, for a long time, but just so everyone's in the loop, uh, in re- in regard to the intro to this podcast, uh, what is, what is up with Justin Roiland? It's, this is one of those things where like, I'm not on Twitter and I actually followed a link to a tweet. I won't get into it. Uh, but then I saw like the recommended tweets were all about Justin Roiland being a creep. And then I found out terrible, terrible news. Yeah. Uh, so the timeline goes a little bit like this uh, in 2020. And Janu- I, I do have to say real quick before we get into the timeline, this is not that uncommon for us to talk about the 
Justin Roiland, but more predominantly the the Dan Harmon kind of dynamic, because this is something that you and I are really jealous of, if we're to be honest, because we have kind of their dynamic. You have like an unromantic maudlin writer type who doesn't like people, and then you have his his goblinish sidekick who says <laughs> things that you don't know if he means them or not, and also they might be cancelable, but maybe he's oh kidding. My God. Uh, so I'm not setting myself up in a very positive light, considering we're about to talk about that goblinish sidekick. Uh, but it, it's not dissimilar from our dynamic, which is the source of our envy. Uh, sure. I'm. I was just gonna dive into facts. I wasn't gonna compare these people to us, but now that you have, here we are. You're welcome. In January of 2020, allegedly Justin Roiland uh, had a little domestic violence. You can't put the <laughs> little you, word "little" yeah, in front can of you, it. You can can't you put call the word "a little domestic violence." Uh, he had a domestic violence incident in his ho- household. Uh, the person involved their identity has been protected which you know thank goodness um but that person filed a criminal complaint in may of 2020 uh he appeared in court now uh, so and then covid was happening so all of the stuff all of the things got delayed um which leads us to now this past thursday of last week finally he had to appear in court and he pleaded not guilty. But all of this sort of dredged up just a lot of different things about Justin Roiland on the internet. Uh, one, that this domestic violence uh, case exists, and he's been fighting it for apparently the past couple of years. But then two, just a bunch of weird DMs, uh, people he's been DMing for years and they're that they happen to be underage fans of his it's very weird and the the contents of these these dms are just like literally fucking insane they're um so we are unfortunately not unaccustomed to creators being outed for grooming uh children that's a thing that is surprisingly and unfortunately common. However, his particular tag in trying to uh, groom children, uh, in this case, if these text messages are to be believed, is uh, truly insane. Uh, he calls them the F slur, does RL swapping for an offensive, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Asian joke. I, it's it's yeah. It's really... Uh, truly deranged behavior it is very weird it's like weird late 90s shock humor but without any of the setting or context of that shock humor uh because it's literally just happening in the dms of like underage fans which is not ideally where you do shock humor i i think he said like at some point, now these can go back a number of years, which does not excuse them at all. I think one of them said, oh, you're such jailbait, why don't you shoot yourself in the face? Something yeah, like that. Some paraphrasing there, but he did call a 16-year-old girl jailbait to her face. 
and in a, a lamenting way that was like, oh, why are you such jailbait? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I, I mean, we're paraphrasing here because I don't have, unfortunately, the stuff pulled up in front of me because I didn't know we were going to be talking about this uh, until seconds ago. Uh, listen, it's it's fine. I Here's my question, right? Like this probably won't go unanswered though interestingly there has been like total silence from his television collaborators following the release of this information five days ago i found the quote please okay why are you such jailbait what's wrong with you in that regard you should grow older you dumb bitch great very cool very cool stuff uh so someone's going to like address this eventually, right? Yeah. So all of the power structure that has been propping up Justin Roiland being like adult swim and Hulu, those two things, they're going to need to address this in some way or another, because it is very public and Rick and Morty's fans are of that age, you know, underage. Uh, what do they call them? Young, young adults. God damn it. No, <laughs> No, they don't call them that. They Not don't. A, you can't. You really can't. You shouldn't. You really can't. I shouldn't joke. About uh, the that. thirteen to eighteen demographic, I guess, or thirteen mm-hmm. to seventeen demographic. Uh, a lot of Rick and Morty fans fall under that purview. So I feel like, <laughs> and, there's... and they fall into that perv's view, <laughs> right? Huh? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So yeah, you think there would be some response? The fact that there hasn't been any swift responses deafening uh dan Harmon isn't really on any sort of social media besides instagram uh so that would be where he would make a statement but he might be seeing this as like well that's all him i mean sure (laughs) so here here is a problem that i see with this and i think maybe it's it is the reason underneath the silence and that rick and morty is like a tremendously popular intellectual property the kind of which like i don't think it rivals things like the minions but it's definitely in like minion tier in terms of the total ubiquity of its imagery and its totally unquestionable success so for instance uh, adult swim which is on the cartoon network which is owned by i don't know cbs nope Uh, it's owned by uh Ultimately, it is owned by Discovery Plus. Oh, cool. Discovery Plus. Uh, It is less than halfway through a 70-episode order commissioned by the channel in 2018. So they're halfway through a mass... A 70-episode order of anything is uh, completely insane. Uh, In addition to that, his show, uh, what, Solar Opposites, has been renewed through a fifth season. And I think it's currently airing maybe a third season so people have bet on this creator very very heavily oh yeah uh a show he executive produced called koala man has just launched on uh hulu with their blessing and now it's kind of like huh maybe maybe you don't have his blessing (laughs) yeah it's uh maybe (laughs) Maybe you don't want this person's blessing right. anymore. I but, I yeah. truly don't know. How do you address something like that? Like how 
surely there must be some sunk cost fallacy going on in people not immediately addressing this. I mean, Solar Opposites also had Thomas Middleditch as, like, the opposite of Justin Roiland. So it already was sort of, like, in a super gray area of morality. Yeah, I I wish Thomas Middleditch's stuff had stopped at him having kind of a creepy open relationship. Because I can live with that, but... Oh, that's what I was referencing. Oh, it it seems like he might be a creep in other ways. I feel like uh, he's a sex pest, much in the same manner as Justin Roiland. I'm just saying, What's give us a chance. We're pests? not we're not sex pests. Happily married, I don't need any interaction. Please do not DM me. I I'm will not, not respond. I'm not gonna. I am not. <laughs> I am not going to dance in someone's DMs like a dead eyed alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> No. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, there are receipts. Allegedly, and in my opinion. I suppose I mean about the dead-eyed alcoholic thing. That seems like slander. Um, okay. But I'm not talking about him, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's really interesting, the, the total silence, because once this becomes public, obviously, this is super public. It's showing up all over Twitter. People are talking about it, but I think... When people start addressing it, they have to start taking action. And when they take action, they disrupt like a million dollar, a multi-million dollar industry of Rick and Morty distribution, merchandise, and intellectual property. So, you know, I, I imagine they're taking it slow. And the pessimistic read is people are hoping this blows over. I mean, yeah, in, in an age where people people and an age when offenders are canceled at the drop of the hat it seems like this is a weird one to be taking slowly (laughs) yeah no i think that um i think you could slow walk a lot of attempted cancellations i think this is the one where you should be like oh no 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 us and that guy not cool anymore right like he wasn't so I get that he's, like, a big part of Rick and Morty, but, like, there are so many talented voice actors out there. I feel like we could find some sound-alikes, write them out, and leave. I mean, at this point, Rick and Morty is being written by a really talented writer's room, from my understanding. That he so, is not involved in. So, like, why do you need that guy? You and don't. also, from what we were saying earlier, we do have two perfectly good personalities right here. And we even map onto the show. I'd be the little guy. You'd be the old man. It'd be great. Do a Morty impression. <laughs> I can't do a Rick one, so I don't... okay, I'll, I'll I'll do my Rick. Barf, Bart. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get this job. Hold on, hold on. I actually, can I actually fucking focus and try? <laughs> Why are you mad? Can you actually let me fucking Why focus? Why are you so mad? <sighs> okay, here we go. Bart. Why do you keep saying Bart? That's a different show. Let me focus. Can I try again? Yeah, I'll take the note. Okay. Okay. Take the I get note. it. Take okay. a note about content. Okay. All right. Marge. Right. Okay. That's not that's not anything. Is it not? 
That's not anything. Damn. Well, yeah. at least I still got Morty locked in. Ooh-wee, Rick. I'm Morto. <laughs> Bart. Bart, <laughs> Rick. Yeah, see? We could both do it. I'm we'll Rick. We'll both do both of the, bo- of the voices. I'm Rick, Rick. Ooh-wee, <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Looks like, I mean, you could get the job on your own. I'm Rick. I'm Mordo. <laughs> Just change the name. Rick My and name's Mordo. Brick. I'm a CNT. A CNT? I don't need to say the words because oh, I've, I've never, I've never oh, been a Mordo. sex. This is he's doing his classic Mordo right now. God, I've never been a I sex pest, so I don't need to get the words right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Can I can I try to do my Morty again? Yeah, sure. I'm a sex path. Oh, you gotta get the words right then. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Well, maybe uh, next year when they introduce these hot new characters of Brick and Mordo. Yeah, just reboot the show. I mean, I think I feel like as long as Dan Harmon's getting paid, he doesn't really care. Do you think they called it Rick and Morty because they misheard Brick and Mortar? I always thought it was close to Rick Amortis. Huh? Rick Amortis. I'm Rick Amortis. My name's Mortis. <laughs> Rick and Mortis. There we go. It's Mortis, Mortis time. Everyone <laughs> likes it when I say my catchphrase. Yeah. It, uh, and then a Nine Inch Nails song plays. It's great. We, you know what? Up in the pitch. You got 35 episodes left in a 70 episode order. I understand there'll be a transition period. We'll take over the voices yeah. and the writing. We got this. Uh, I actually leave the writing to them. I mean, they seem pretty successful at it. We'll, we'll, give, ju- a, we'll yeah. give them punch ups. We'll give them 11 punch ups. We will hold on to our R. We, we retain the power to ad lib. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. As is right for Brick and Mordo. And of course, right. when I when I say 11th hour punch-ups, I mean I reserve the right to attack the writers in the halls of 30 Rock or whatever, wherever it's written. <laughs> uh, probably L.A., not New York. Ah, damn, L.A.? Yeah. <sighs> Gotta pay me more for that L.A. real estate. I know. We're going we're gonna to have to buy houses out there. We're going to have yeah. to become douchebags. This is going to be a whole thing. Yeah, and then to cope with being douchebags, we're going to have to drink a lot, and then we'll become sex pests. Yeah, we're going to have to drink. Look, there's a lot to deal with moving to L.A. You become a douchebag, you drink a bunch, and then you start DMing 16-year-old girls, you know, because their spirits are so free and they remind you of what you've lost. Because that's what we need to remember, right? especially for people like justin roiland is it's so hard to not fuck up just being rich and not working very hard it's really tough right like we have to yeah. have empathy for them it's not like not screwing up being rich is the easiest thing in the world i wish that um I could be rich and not work hard because I've I've tweeted this out before. If I had money and success, you would never hear from me again. For sure. Same here. Yeah. I I wouldn't be sliding into DMs. I wouldn't be in public, you know, publicly intoxicated. I would literally disappear. I would not be falsely imprisoning 
the person that I date. I, I think about this sometimes. Like, what if I, during this podcast, found I, like, won the lottery or something? We'd finish the podcast. I, I have standards, you know. But after that, you'd never hear from me again. Yeah, no. Uh, um, I mean, I, I probably would keep doing a podcast just with way higher production values. Maybe, like, a famous host I could p- keep on retainer somehow. Not like a list, but like somebody we've all forgotten whose career I could like kickstart into being a thing again. Somebody uh, you could give a flat dollar amount to, and then they'd be on your podcast in perpetuity. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like I, I'd just hire like the voice actor of Vegeta and just be like, "You're my friend now." Yeah. Also, do Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I would never ask them to do any voices. You know, yeah, that's that would be taking advantage of the power dynamic. Who's the uh, guy who voiced one of the Dragon Ball Z characters who's a sex pest? I I don't know this story. So oh, that's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, I'll I'll send you some details about it. I think he voiced Broly, Vic Broly? Mignogna, Vic Mignogna. That no, that name is very familiar. He's been in like a thousand animes, and apparently he's a real creep. Uh, Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. So here he is, Vic Mignogna. <laughs> okay, first of all, italophobic. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to be. Don't tell me this was the guy who... Oh, no. Who did he voice in Full Metal Alchemist? Oh, no. I don't want to know this. Maybe it, you know, <laughs> this is what you get for watching dubs. That's all I gotta <laughs> There's say. There's nothing wrong with watching dubs. <laughs> oh yeah? You're reading what's wrong with watching dubs right now. A Japanese person has never done anything wrong. Um, um Agree to disagree there, buddy. Name three. He plays Edward Elric. Okay, gotta watch subs from now on. I'm not gonna. I don't know how to read. I got really bad news. The person who did the subs for Full Metal Alchemist uh, was uh, Jair Bolsonaro. Oh wow, the Full Moon Killer? No, who's that? The he's, he's the 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 bad guy from Brazil, bad Brazilian president. Mm, Have you been I, following uh... the stuff in Brazil? <laughs> it's crazy. No, Lula's uh, I know. Back in there. I know one of the guys involved in the Brazil thing was like in Florida, just like walking around grocery stores. Yeah, that's Bolsonaro. He's uh, he's like a more mask off Trump. He's the worst. What's mask off mean? Mask off means you're not like pretending to have decorum when you're being sexist or racist or xenophobic. God, I was thinking I was thinking of a mastiff. Oh, no, he is, he does walk around with several Mastiffs. (laughs) He's got really big dogs. Yeah, and he does take part in the annual Mastoff. No, I I will. There are many Mastiffs. To be honest, I thought you were saying something like this instead of something like this. Oh, I see. Now I understand. Uh, For the people who can't see the chat, I... I thought John was saying mask off as one word, not mask off as in like not wearing a mask. Yeah, whereas uh, Lacan would teach us, of course, Henry, there is no self, there is only the mask. Ah, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yes, so, 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 smoking. 
somebody stop me or something. Lacan was really the most smoking psychoanalyst. I don't know who Lacan is. It's fine. Uh, let's quickly move away from the subject of sex pests and things yes. that one or both of us doesn't know much about. Uh, yes. So in this brief interim between topics, I just want to give a quick shout out to the new HBO Max cartoon Velma, which currently has like a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm con- shouting them out because one show has successfully united the right and the left. And hating that show. Oh no, is it that bad? Apparently it's really bad. I have not watched it and personally probably never will. Uh, you know, this is what this is the price they pay for getting rid of that Harley Quinn show, am I right? Oh, it's still, I think it got renewed. Oh, what did they get rid of? Everyone was mad at A lot of stuff. So many things. Too many things to name. Oh, it's by Mindy Kaling? That's a shame. Yeah. No, apparently it's uh so the uh, apparently it's that perfect sort of marriage of like woke humor. So it's woke, so the right hate it, and it's bad, so the left hate it. Oh, I see. So it's it's woke humor, so the right will hate it no matter what. But it's uh, deeply pandering and unpalatable, <laughs> so people who would otherwise agree with it don't like it exactly yeah great gotta gotta love it more and more comedy is exactly that formulation i gotta say delicious yeah and also like add to the recipe the the i don't know the the rebooting and and uncharacterizing of a, a very beloved children's cartoon for seemingly no reason yeah, I mean, come up with new IP. But you know, for what it's worth, I'm sure the right is also mad because they no longer want to fuck that cartoon character, so they're mad for at least two reasons. Oh, it's like the M&Ms, yes. <laughs> they, they gotta stop making the M&Ms woke. I'm getting less aroused by the M&Ms. Uh, they recently introduced a purple M&M for I don't know what flavor. I'm not really into this story, but there is a hilarious clip of Tucker Carlson. What the fuck do you mean, what flavor? For All purple... M&Ms are the same flavor. No, no, no. Well, they have different ones. Like, the yellow one is the peanut M&M. Yeah, that's the one different one. And one no. of them has, like, a Rice Krispie inside of right. it. Right. Diff- the, I thought there were, is the green M&M just a green M&M? The green M&M is just a green M&M. All right, well, there's a purple one now. Okay, well, what's it got inside of it? Inclusivity? I don't know. I don't know. Calm yourself. Okay. Anyway, there's a new ad featuring the green M&M, this purple M&M, and like another M&M. I don't know, but there's a (laughs) hilarious clip of Tucker Carlson just analyzing a still from the commercial. And he's just like, uh, you know, when we were back from the break, these M&Ms, I guess the green one got her heels back and maybe she's a lesbian now. I don't know, but we're going to get into it. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) He, d- he doesn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, what I really appreciate about what's happening to the right wing in this country is it, it's grown so completely ideologically brain dead and bankrupt that even the people who profited off it, they're, they're still riding that train, but they are clearly, uh, disenchanted with the project and are like, yeah, okay, we're talking to the guy who says that they need to give Lola Bunny back her big naturals. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just whatever. We talk about the right too much. We do. And uh, one last thing. Uh, you might remember a certain actor who was – uh, who who had it made in the sun because she landed a big role in Disney's newest Star Wars series. And she lasted about a season, maybe two seasons, before getting just completely replaced or just forgotten. That's right. I'm talking about Gina, last name. Carano. Gina Carano. Uh, she had a new movie come out on Ben Shapiro's The Daily Wire shingle with all the movies they're making oh can i can i guess the name of the movie i don't know the name of it but sure go ahead and guess um i'm gonna say it's either called defending of honor or perhaps flag star warrior something like that or maybe uh lost hold on faith lost stars and stripes found (laughs) These all sound like good answers. Uh, I think let's go with the last one. Or cancel this. But Gina Carano apparently played a strong woman cowgirl character in this role. And a a lot of the people who watched it are now complaining that her new movie is too woke. (laughs) You can't win. You can't. You can't win. Love it. Man, remember how I waxed poetic about Gina Carano and how trailblazing she was yeah. uh, and is. We can't we cannot take her accomplishments away from her. That's really funny though. Gina Carano of course famously faced the consequences of her actions uh, as an employee of a private company and that was apparently too much. Yeah. Uh wow. They they loved her when she's a, a strong woman who isn't being visibly a strong woman and just saying things that make you think she means something else. Yeah. Man. I mean, maybe you don't go to the audience who doesn't want to see women do anything but agree with men. I don't know. Gina Carano's new movie where she uh, wears a sundress and a bonnet for two hours and stares directly into the camera and says, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just nods with yeah, her no, mouth actually, shut. Actually, not speaking would, he, would be even yeah. better for these people. Just nods of her mouth closed. Maybe a toothy <laughs> smile. I don't know what these Ooh, fuckers want. Oh, and at the want. end, she, she serves you a big plate of organ meat. From Oregon? No, like organs, like livers. Oh, and, good. Okay. Yeah. Well. She's like, oh, you're so strong and primal. Here's your organ meat. And with that, let's put a, a nail. Are so fucking brain dead. It's ridiculous. Let's put a nail in the coffin that is entertainment news and move on to other things like entertainment news. Finally, we get to talk about fucking entertainment news. God damn. Uh, last week, John made a promise that we would talk about the Golden Globes. So take it away, John. Here we go. Golden Globes, the classic award show where both television i believe and movies get awards yes television and movies get awards uh the, the golden... people's oscars I, I thought that was the people's choice awards stealing as prometheus stole fire from the gods to bestow it upon man the golden globes have stolen valor 
The Golden yes. Globes has stolen valor from the gods, aka George Clooney and the rest, to huh? give to us. So we decide. Oh my god, what is happening? We decide who wins the Golden Globes. That's not at all what the Golden Globes are. <laughs> and much like Prometheus, we will have our liver pecked by <laughs> eagles for ever. You're thinking of the People's most Choice importantly, Awards. We decide. We don't. <laughs> we not the, some shadowy cabal. It is but the people cabal. at last. It's a shadowy cabal, though. It really is. Finally, <laughs> I can't take this. All right, the Golden Globes, famous for getting all of their categories wrong. Oh. I mean, so if you remember a couple of years ago when The Martian starring Matthew Damon was making the rounds, uh, the Golden Globes, for some inexplicable reason, nominated that movie for best comedy. <laughs> okay. Not, not at all a comedy. Exactly. I mean, it, it had Donald Glover in it, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it did. I forgot he was in that. But by that logic, you could call it a hip-hop song. So... <laughs> <laughs> Because he's Childish Gambino. That I, that caught me completely off guard. I, you could call it anything. My defenses are destroyed. Uh, but to my point, uh, best picture for musical comedy this year, I'm just going to read off a little of the, the nominees and, and see if you agree or disagree with any of these, okay? Okay. Uh, starting out strong with Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Mm-hmm. A Triangle of Sadness. Uh-huh. That's kind of like a, a farce or a satirical piece. Yes, uh, something Osland. Kind of, yeah, farce yeah. is a great description of what his work is. Yeah, and then uh, there's Babylon. Genuinely no idea what the movie is about. Apparently Margot Robbie is in it. That's all I know. Uh-huh. And then a, a movie called The Banshees of Enishirin. Uh-huh hilarious musical film uh, i think and to round out this category is the uh a little film you may have heard me talk about it before on the podcast it may have won some awards on this podcast uh a little film called everything everywhere all at once uh-huh yeah so wait am i supposed to guess which, which category this is yeah what category is this it's drama it has to be <laughs> No, this is Best Picture Musical Slash Comedy. Oh, boy. What? Yeah. Musical? Or comedy? Okay, first of all, it is an abortion to combine music and comedy. And It is yeah. an ideological abortion. Those are not the same thing. Also, there's no musicals nominated. I mean, these movies have music in them. All movies have music in them. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Childish Gambino. Uh, also, I don't know that I would call any of these comedies as such. Maybe no. I think maybe Knives Out gets the closest to being a comedy. I'd, I'd say between it's... Knives Out and Triangle of Sadness clearly have a major... Comedic bent. Yeah. All of these are, like, tinged with comedy, but, like, The Banshees of Inishirin is a deeply dramatic movie. Like, it's 
It's not a comedy. I don't know about Babylon. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Definitely a drama. No yeah. question. I'm I'm super offended by this category because none of the things that were nominated in this category were nominated for best picture drama, and that's a fucking crime. Uh, considering everything, everywhere, all at once, or I could see the case for Banshees of Inishir and winning. To to be honest with you, uh, it's it's a piece of impeccable craft. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is, uh, and then it's insane to shove those truly incredible movies into this kind of subcategory. Yeah. And then you look at what they did nominate for best picture drama and it just makes you even like more gross and makes you gross. (laughs) Uh, best picture drama, of course, being the great dramas of Avatar, the way of water, Elvis, uh, the Fablemans. Tar and Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun fucking Maverick? I Apparently it's good, but I also, I don't know. I'm not going to say that's a drama. Is it better than everything, everywhere, all at once? Hold on, let me review these five. I haven't seen Tar. It's been highly recommended. I don't think there's a single movie in Best Picture Drama that's actually better than anything in uh, musical comedy. Right. Well, I'm mad. And I don't think – look, Steven Spielberg is the GOAT. We already know it. Does he have to keep making movies? I think he can keep making movies, but I think we have to set a serious ultimatum on continuing to give him awards. Yeah. It's like, hey, okay, buddy, you, you won. You're one of the greatest of all time. Uh, from here on out, it's not fair to the other contenders if we also include you. So you're just – you'll get a best Spielberg movie category. And if you do two, we'll pick the best one. If you do one, you just get an award. Here's what we do. Every time there's an award show, we have a five minute intermission at the end and we go and Steven Spielberg. And you just get to walk out. We put a party hat on you. Someone gives you a back rub and you get to go back to the audience. Yeah. Uh, So I guess we can go through some of these. We can talk about some winners. Um, if we haven't seen it, obviously we can't really talk about it. Uh, so, I mean, best picture drama went to Steven Spielberg's movie, The Fablemans, and I have not seen it. No, and also I don't think that it. I think there are only two occasions in which someone writing a script about their life should be considered uh, indulgent to the point of ridicule. And that is, of course, Tick, Tick, Boom and Steven Spielberg doing it. Right. Uh, it's for two very different reasons. Uh, but yeah, I I have no interest in seeing The Fablemans. I bet it's an uh, impeccably crafted movie. Yeah, I, I bet it's done really well. I just don't want to see a movie about Steven Spielberg. I, I liked it better when he was doing movies about sharks and aliens. Can we can we go back to that? Bring back the sharks or the aliens and the aliens. I want to see ET shark, ET jaws. Yeah, ET go to the beach. E.T. go to the beach just when E.T. thought it was safe to go back to the beach. <laughs> only E.T. Just when only E.T. Of course, we've got best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama because those are broken out. Yeah, these are broken out. Um, and this went to Kate Blanchett and uh, uh, of Tar. Of Tar, which once again I hear is a, 
a truly phenomenal movie, but if you know what I'm saying, why see Tar when you've got Avatar? Why settle why why settle for the bread when you can have the <laughs> sandwich have, if you know what I'm talking You can about. have more letters. You can have yeah. the Ava to go of your tar. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Not see the parts of Ava and the way of water? Yeah. And I'm just gonna see the tar? Fuck off. And because of their weird delineation, uh, Michelle Yeoh isn't even nominated in this category because, she, of course, she starred in a comedy, not a drama. Yeah, and they should be considered separate from the drama people. Right. Even though one has a clear, implied air of superiority. Yeah, separate but equal. Yes, it is definitely separate but equal categories. Uh, that is a, such a bummer. I don't know. That, have I seen it? No, haven't seen Blonde, haven't seen The Woman King, haven't seen Empire of Light, and haven't seen The Fableman. So I haven't seen a single no. one of these beautiful dramatic movies. Empire of Light looked like it was also about movies, and I'm tired of seeing movies about movies. I, uh, I'm i sure Olivia Coleman's great. From my understanding, yeah. Empire of Light was uh, trashed for being bald-faced Oscar bait. Oh, great. Pretty cool. Gotta love it. Very cool. Uh, best actor in a motion picture drama went to the guy who played Elvis. So good for him. I heard he didn't talk to his family for four years while preparing for the role. Boy, is he is he method or does he just not like them? That's the question everybody's asking. But look, got him a Golden Globe. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, got him to the heights of Golden Globes. Of course, you have Brendan Fraser for the whale. Just give it to him. I, honestly, he he's kind of sweeping up awards at other award shows. I'm, I'm, this one really shocked me that it didn't go to Brendan Fraser. I'm just saying, lean into the renaissance. Just give 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 him awards. Yeah. Uh, best action, best action, best actress, motion picture, musical slash comedy went to Michelle Yeoh, who should have gotten best drama. <laughs> Should have gotten best drama, and also long overdue. Uh, I think anyone who saw everything everywhere all at once saw the incredible work that Michelle Yeoh has put in over her storied career, and should be recognized to a much greater extent than she is. Absolutely, yes. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm pushing for her to, you know, win best actress at the Oscars, and I think, I think maybe the world is kind of pushing for that too. But we'll see. And, of course, uh, special mention for Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu in this category. The Menu, hilarious comedy, of course. Yeah, it should have been. Uh, and, and, a been musical, the, yeah. and a musical. And a musical. Yeah, it should have been in that category. should have been nominated. It was actually pretty fantastic. It was pretty fantastic. I don't know if Anya Taylor-Joy should have won for it, but it's a good thing she didn't. <laughs> and Michelle Yeoh won. Yeah. I don't think she should have been nominated. For that role specifically, but I feel like she's... I think she's, there may be some other roles people should have been nominated for in that movie partic in particular, but whatever. And there are other roles Anya Taylor-Joy should have been nominated for that wasn't the menu. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she should have been nominated for that blow-up role in Amsterdam, am I right? Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, of course, goes to Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, and I'll say, well-deserved. I mean, it sucks that it got put into its own category, but well-deserved. I mean, yeah, let me scroll down. I'm just going to make sure one thing happens. Okay, yes, it does. All right, that's fine. Yeah, he can have it. I'm, I'm You know, he, he did really well, but I, I feel like if Colin Farrell's going to win, then uh, I know his name, damn it. Remember his name in the moment. The guy he acted against in that movie should also have gotten it, but I guess that means he's he was nominated for supporting actor. There he is, Brendan Gleeson. 
Yes, I absolutely. Would, what, what was Colin Farrell the main actor in that movie? <laughs> uh, I'd say so. I, I most of the events okay. are seen through his perspective. He's clearly the protagonist. What did Adam Driver get nominated for? Um, I lost the list <laughs> because I opened a new tab. No and worries. My bad phone died. Uh, you know what's funny? They they break out actor into drama and then you know motion not motion comedy musical but then supporting actresses and actors are just all lumped together of course isn't that fun isn't that grand uh so best supporting actress for motion picture we got angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever i would argue she's the main character of that film but that's just me i guess Uh uh-huh yeah that's uh that would make sense um also nominated was Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think that would have been really great, too. And I don't know these other people. I, uh... Yeah, I, I got a bad list. Hold on. Uh, I'm moving on. I Best like sub- my better list. Keep going, keep going. We gotta, we gotta keep this quick. There's a lot of categories, and we don't yeah. need to get through all of them, just to be clear. Yeah, I'm just doing the main ones. And then, Best Supporting Actor for Motion Picture went to Kehue Kwan... I always mess up his name, and I apologize. Kehue Kwan, uh, who from Everything Everywhere All at Once, and that is a well-deserved yeah, win. So, so well-deserved. All of these other people who are nominated. Okay, wait, actually, Brendan Gleeson did a really great job, and, and Barry Keoghan did a great job. Uh, Eddie Redmayne and Brad Pitt, uh, please just shut up forever. Uh, this is Kehue Kwan's hour and uh, year, if we're being honest. Yes, it's, uh, I mean, for for both Michelle, for everyone, uh, for for the two leads and everything ever all at once, it's like storied careers, well, very much in need of the recognition that they're only getting now. Yeah, it, it, a very funny thing is happening in the media right now, uh, because everything everywhere all at once came out back in like March of 2022. Mm-hmm. And it was available for anyone to go see. Anyone could have gone seen it. But everyone is like telling on themselves. They're revealing they didn't see it because only now are articles coming out saying like, oh, where did Kehue Kwan come from? Like, oh, oh it, it, he, he's yeah. back. You might remember him from Indiana Jones. And it's like, we did this in March. We if were all s- in on the secret. Yeah. If you would have seen the film, you would have realized it. You're telling on yourself. You're 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 like just you're not hiding the fact you didn't see the movie. Go see the movie. I mean, uh Kei Hui Kwan delivered a line and everything everywhere all at once that reduced the entire theater I was in twice to tears. So oh, yeah. very well deserved. Yeah. He, Tremendously it's great. powerful performance. It's great. There are so many other categories uh and, and snubs. I don't know how to how to get them all in here. I mean breast breast. <laughs> Best breast, of course. <laughs> Best drama series for television went to fucking Game of Thrones House of the Dragon or whatever. Wait, yeah. why didn't it go with the White Lotus? White Lotus wasn't nominated. Maybe that's a miniseries, buddy. Oh. Yeah, but also, I mean, last chance they could have gotten, you know, given an award to Better Call Saul. That would have been great. Yep. Or, or maybe an award to Severance, which is actually doing, I don't know, something new in television. 
Uh, or maybe, you know, Jason Bateman could win a, an award in his life for Ozark. But no, no, no. Let's give it to House of the Dragon. That's fun. Yeah, of course, uh, best television series, musical or comedy with Abbott Elementary, a show that I only see on in the gym television. Uh, but The Bear, I guess, Hacks, whatever. Uh, I'm looking for the thing I actually care about. Yes, best original song in a motion picture. Picture picture goes to Natu Natu from RRR. Oh, that's pretty amazing, and that's great. You I will, you it. will see, you will see next week why that yeah. one best song. Uh, and here's White Lotus for best limited series, anthology series, or television motion picture, rightfully winning with pictures from season two. So I guess that's the season that won. Is it? Is it a limited series if there's multiple seasons of it? Anthology series. Question? Oh, dumb distinction. Yeah. Stupid, bad distinction. I mean, I'm kind of done with Golden Globes at this point. Yeah, hold on. Let me see if there's anything else interesting. No. Kevin Costner got something. Amanda Seyfried from The Dropout winning. That's good. They gave an award to Kevin Costner over Bob Odenkirk. I Isn't Kevin... Wait, is Kevin Costner right wing now? He's in. I don't. I don't know. Is he? Or is that Kevin Sorbo? I might be thinking. You're thinking of Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. There. The we young go. kid from the Bear who is apparently the Bear. I don't know. I don't know anything about the show. <laughs> who is apparently the Bear? <laughs> he won the for best television action for musical and comedy series. So I guess the Bear is a comedy. Eh, it is, and it's a comedy. If you have it, it's a comedy. All right. I'm just. I don't know. There's more stuff here. All right. On to other things. On to other things swiftly with the little remaining time we have left in our lives. Uh, So I just wanted to quickly touch on the Critics' Choice Awards, which also happened. Finally, like Prometheus stealing fire from the gods, the Critics' Choice Awards takes the power from Hollywood, George Clooney and the rest, and gives it to the real people, the Critics' Yes, the people with all the power. Uh, the Critics' Choice Awards are famous for usually giving awards to people who actually deserve it instead of whoever's popular. Cough, Golden Globes. Uh, so I just want to quickly point out that they gave an award to Better Call Saul, to Bob Odenkirk, to Giancarlo Esposito, all for Better Call Saul. Um, I'm just, you know, finally, that show is getting the credit where credit is due. Uh, but also very important things. I have to scroll so far for this. this is I'm just so... saying, my man's had a heart attack. Yeah, filming Better Call Saul. You better, you better recognize you better. Saul. You better. Oh, they gave an award to Norm Macdonald. Nothing special. I don't know about that. All right. Anyway, uh, posthumous. Posthumously. Well, the whole special was posthumous, dude. Yeah. I mean, he. He deserves an award. I, I love Norm Macdonald. I do, but the special I feel like was, I don't know, okay. I never saw it. I can't stand to watch it. It's too sad. All right. So now let's get to the Critics' Choice Awards for Best Picture. Noticed I didn't say Best Picture-Drama or Best Picture-Comedy-Slash-Musical because unlike the Golden Globes, this awards show program actually cares about the movies that they nominate and they they nominate a whole bunch of them this is like what 10 movies i don't know yeah everybody knows the critics choice award 
not the Kids' Choice Awards, <laughs> but the Critics' Choice Awards, only the only categories for Best Picture are Best Picture and then Best Picture, comma, Pornography. Oh, God. Uh, yes. It's an old... <laughs> It's an old tradition, but they have to do it every year. So here we go. Uh, Your nominees for Best Picture were Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, and something called Women Talking. Uh, I'm I'm not super familiar with women talking, though I've heard it's really good. I, um, you know, that's not a bad list. That's not, a pretty good. That's a pretty yeah. good list of best pictures. Pretty primo list. I think this is going to be a foreshadowing for an award show that is yet to come. One that people place a lot of emphasis on and and give a lot of importance. I guess, but uh, the VMAs. The V. <laughs> Damn it. Johnny Depp is the spaceman. Uh, yes, but for the Critics' Choice Awards, the winner for Best Picture is Everything Everywhere All oh, at Once. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Which is amazing. Uh, but I feel like this is getting me too hopeful. Yeah, I would not... Hold out for it winning an Oscar. Yeah. Or or certainly not an Oscar for Best Picture. It would be great, and I thoroughly believe that it deserves it. I think it was the best film I saw last year. Yeah, but... no. We had a whole discussion about this. Yeah. It, it's, it's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I'm not talking like top 100. I'm talking like top 5. Right. Maybe my favorite movie ever. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of love going around for the movie. There's a lot of love going around for Michelle Yeoh, and certainly a lot of love circling uh, Kei Huey Kwan. Uh, but I think what all this love is going to do is convince the stupid people who vote for the Oscars to like vote. It's like, well, yes, th- there's a lot of love for them, but. It's Steven Spielberg, so we're just going to go with... Yeah, no, I think it's Fableman's all the way to the bank. Because you can have a parasite, sure. But Parasite is exactly the kind of movie, other than, like, it's, uh... Other than its origin and its director, Parasite is the kind of movie that wins awards, Right. Like right. it's it's a it's a relatively like low key semi high concept impeccably done movie with a lot of different layers. Now that is also true of everything everywhere all at once mostly. However, everything everywhere all at once is very big, it's very loud, it's very in your face and weird, and I don't think anyone in the Oscar committee or whatever is going to vote for a movie with a butt plug fight in it (laughs) yeah i don't think they can bring themselves to no matter how much they know it's the right thing to do yep Uh, absolutely i agree so i'm gonna campaign for it but uh yeah i'm looking forward to being hurt i guess i just hope it's not the fablemans i mean we love you steven and we know you listen but 
Yeah, we know you every day you listen. But uh, uh and 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 pops positive news, uh Natu Natu written by MM Kariviani and Shandrabosi performed by Raul's Sipling Oh man, I was <laughs> on a roll. I uh I I saw the credits for Natu Natu when I was reading it. I decided to veto yeah. myself and not try. Yeah, Natu Natu won for best song in the Critics Choice Awards and as we all know, if a song wins in two prominent awards that means it is a shoe-in for the oscars <laughs> yes, at least at least being nominated that is so let's look forward Let, let's let's that be our champion for the oscars i i really hope it wins for best song and once again you won't know until you see this in the movie but i think it is best song in a motion picture in a way that this category used to win like in the old days uh you'll see watch okay. it you'll see it's a whole thing it's great gotta watch rrr i am going to make time for that very soon i would hope it happens within the next week i look man we're gonna do our best <laughs> does that does that mean you'll do it it's gonna happen okay good if we all try we got to try. We got to try to make things happen. And I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, there were some great speeches given at the Golden Globes. Uh, and Brendan Fraser gave a really great speech at the Critics' Choice Award for his winner for Best Actor for his p- performance in The Whale. Uh, there's it's, it's, it's a good time for awards acceptance speeches fr- from people who haven't maybe been around in the limelight for 30 years that's way too long but uh yeah i don't know maybe check out some of these uh awards acceptance speeches if you want uh if you if you're interested in any of that uh what you should absolutely be checking out though is the movie everything everywhere all at once yes and the movie rrr in preparation for our supplemental reading i put three r's in reading coming to you next week Yes, if you want to stay abreast of what we're talking about and tune in, if you haven't seen RRR already, I highly recommend it. It was one of my favorite movies of the year, and hopefully it will be yours too. And if you don't like it, tune in and hope that Henry hates it and we have a good old-fashioned fight about it. We're going to fight. We've never fought about anything in our entire lives. Have we not? I don't I feel like I've manufactured some disagreements for entertainment. Oh, okay. Well, if that counts, then sure, we fought... Uh, yeah, so be ready to not defend RRR because I'm going to fall in love with it. It's going to be great. Uh, that'll be next week. That is... Hold on. Let me... Yeah, no, that works for my schedule. I hope it does because... We, we can still podcast. What do you... What? Huh? What do you mean we can still podcast? Yeah, we can still podcast. Listen, I got a lot of stuff going on ever since <laughs> I bagged this Critics' Choice Award. Oh, what's you win for? Uh, I'm Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, okay. That's fascinating. Yeah, you you don't believe me. I can tell you don't believe me. Uh, I didn't believe you were Aaron Queen's T- Gambit. You believe me now? No. Knights to Rook 5. Mm. I'm in Amsterdam. Briefly. 
You know who's really good in Bullet Train? Uh, who's really good in Bullet Train? Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> oh, wait. Wasn't he also in a Godzilla movie? He was Godzilla. Oh, yeah. my God. We need to watch Bullet Train at Summer of Godzilla. We need to watch. It's not a Godzilla movie. <laughs> um, Has he been in anything else? I'm sure he's been in a number of things. Damn, he's the through line. He's the rock. Well, he's not the rock, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but I mean Godzilla uh, moves through him. I guess we could have spent some more time on Golden Godzilla Globes. moves through him like the hollow earth. Oh my god. If if we were going to bullshit this line of <laughs> bullshit, we could have mentioned, I guess, one more award of the Golden Globes. Oh, no, I don't have one. I'm just saying, like, I, I wrapped us oh, up. Yeah. So and if we were going to do this, yeah. We're, now we're just hanging out, and I could have, I could have mentioned uh, best supporting actress for a television series, Julia Garner. Oh, from Ozark. From Ozark, yes. Let's see. Is there a new Godzilla movie? Man, there's a lot of Godzilla movies uh, that have come out. Wow. Damn. Am I supposed to do the, the social media? No, it's supposed to be me, but you gotta. T- you, you should at oh, least. Oh, I have to, like. Uh, you should at least tee me up in some way. Tee you up, so to speak. I can no. tell you still don't believe Amania Taylor Joy. Can I try again? Yes, you can try again. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Wow, food. From the menu? <laughs> Anyway, speaking of the menu, Jesus Christ, um, give Henry. You should give the people a menu of how they can get in touch with us. Thanks, John. I'll take it from here. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us a tweet on Twitter.com for some reason. Hi, Hi, Elaine Musk. Uh, you can reach us there at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. We will never pay for a blue check mark. John, what does that stand for? That, of course, stands for Elaine Musk, Jerry Musk, George Musk, and Kramer Musk. That's absolutely correct. Uh, if you want to send us your defense of Top Gun Maverick and you need a lot of space, well, good news, Twitter's going to create... They're going to increase the character limit to 4,000 characters for some reason. But if you need 4,001 characters, then you can send us an email to... Wait, is the email fixed? I cannot get it to work. You have to use the oh, old one. Oh, God. I truly don't know what's oh, happening. I sent is, a, an oh. email to customer support and have not heard anything back. That is unfortunate. So you can send us an email for the meantime to zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us, we'll promise to get in touch back via the internet. We are on a number of podcast services, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, if you can leave us a rating or a review on any of those or Spotify, though we it would be greatly appreciative if you i mean spotify did their rap thing we could be on your rap we could be on your rap 
Uh, but the most important thing you can do for us is just tell somebody in your life about the podcast. We greatly appreciate you listening to it, and we would greatly appreciate it if more people listen to it. Hey, look, if you're enjoying it, if you're having a good time, tell somebody about it. Then we're sharing the good time with more people. And if we get more people, we can convince them to do things for us. This is all a ploy to get an army of personal drones because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So it's interesting. When you said Spotify wrapped, I was zoned out and I thought you said Spotify rat. Uh, so I typed into chat GPT, tell me about the Spotify rat. And it said, I'm sorry, I'm not aware of any reference to a Spotify rat. Perhaps Spotify Rat existed after 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buckle up for the Spotify Rat G- chat GPT. It was a bumpy one. Yeah, Spotify Rat was real. It, it was a trying time. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits, uh, two bedroom, two bathroom, I'm trying 1,500 square feet Spotify Rat. Uh, we would like to wish you a happy week. Goodbye. Goodbye.